episode 11 uh this episode of the alchemy podcast is brought to you by space 226 for all your content creation needs uh shouts out to drive films we uh we got a short out there today uh stockholm is on amazon prime right now so you can go and watch that make sure you do make sure if you like the alchemy podcast make sure you subscribe make sure you like make sure you comment all that good stuff we are blessed today with Shanna and Will. Um, I've known you for a long time, maybe going on 10 years. But for those of you who do not know who Shanna is, she is known for her roles on Law & Order SVU, Crown Heights, working with Lakeith Stanfield, The Big Sick, uh, starring Ray Romano and Kumail Nanjiani, Public Morals, brought to you by Steven Spielberg and Ed Burns. Her recurring role with NBC's uh, Shades of Blue, starring Jennifer Lopez and Ray Liotta. And most recently, The Closet Bitch, that you hey. two both worked on. Hey. hey. Congratulations. How's that going? How did that uh, collaboration come to be about? You can take it. Okay, I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> you had it for a while before well, I got yes, involved. Well, yes, I was... Uh, how did the creation come about, period? The yeah, positive. period, yep. Okay, I really was, I just always wanted to do a one-woman show. Had no mm -hmm. idea how to do it, what I was going to talk about, who I was going to play. I knew that I wanted to play a ton of actors because I'm an actor. I, was, I, I watch people, I become people, but I didn't know how to tie it into like an important story mm. that hooks people and inspires people. I wanted to give them the juice, you yeah. know what I mean? But I, I didn't know how to do that. Uh, and one day I was getting my headshots taken by a photographer and she gave me this book called The Artist's Way. Mm. And I was like, yes, I guess I need this. And I put it on my shelf for about four or five years. <laughs> 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 she was like, this book is going to change your life and help you write your one woman show. And I was like, yeah, of course it is. And I put it right on the shelf. And then one day, uh, I, I think I quit a bartending job yeah. and was bored at home. And I was like, oh, what's this book? Oh, no, no, no. Some amazing comedic actress who created a one-woman show yeah. said the artist's way helped her write her one-woman show. Who was, was that? Like, yeah. I'm fucking up right now. I don't no worries. You're good. You're she good. was on The Office, though. It'll come to you as soon as we're done shooting this podcast. Yep. Immediately. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I was like, really? Oh, so the photographer was right. I've been missing. Mm. Great. Cool. Took the book off the shelf and it said, uh, it gave you like certain exercises to do. Mm -hmm. And one was take yourself on an artist date, yes. I think once a week or once a month. And the other was every single day when you wake up before you do anything, write, write for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's your grocery list. I don't care if it's about your mama, your daddy. I don't mm -hmm. care what it is. Or I don't care if it's, I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. I don't know what to write. Yeah. And... So I started just like that. I was like, this is stupid. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know what to write. <laughs> and then I dug deeper and deeper because every day I decided to 
just stick with one thing in my life and I never really stuck with anything like that. Like that kind of decision, uncomfortable decision, um, uh, disciplinary decision on my own, mm -hmm. other than like losing weight or working out. So I did it. And before you know it, I mean, I was writing for an hour. I was writing poetry. I was writing all kinds of shit. But I noticed I, I was writing the same thing kind of over again, but different stories, hmm. which was I was closet bitching. And closet bitching is being Explain, afraid yeah. to making, being afraid of making other people uncomfortable, ah. especially the ones close to you. I'm not really, I was never really afraid of making like extremity people or just associates or people that I never, I haven't seen in a long time uncomfortable, but like my mother, my father, my coworkers, my best friend. You were putting your inner bitch in the closet to save face and just to make everybody else feel better. There you gotcha, go. Gotcha. Gotcha. There you go. And that was a common denominator in all these, uh, what are they called? Dream pages? Morning uh, pages. Morning pages. Morning yeah, pages. Yeah. And they were funny. <laughs> and they were painful <laughs> and embarrassing and crazy. And I was like, yo, this is it. Yeah. This is my one woman show. But I'm going to have to go in front of eventually my mother, my father, who I'm writing about, you know, my close friends, my ex, you know, all these people. One of the things that I noticed before I get into the next question of how you guys met each other, one of the things that stand out to me about you is your range as an actress. Your range as an actress to not only play all these different characters in the closet, bitch, like the fact that you love to play these characters and there's so much truth behind each character. It's not just like, I'm just going to be the hood dude or I'm just going to be this woman. I'm just going to be, you know, your stepmother. Right. Who's, yeah, it's, it's so much truth within that. And can you explain, can you elaborate on that a little bit further? Yeah, I... I think it has a lot to do or could have a lot to do with being the only child mm -hmm. and not having anybody to play with. <laughs> and right. Yeah. And I'm home and I'm dealing with these issues. And I think I've always, to some degree, have been a closet bitch because uh, that's how I was raised to be. I was raised by my dad. Um, your opinion doesn't matter here. Because mm. I'm I'm the father, and <laughs> what I say goes. That's how I took it. You yeah. know what I mean. So I understand you might want to speak up right now, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I would I would shut up, and then I would just okay. I would just focus on his mannerisms, <laughs> or focus on the fact that he's cheating on my mom with this woman, and I want to I want to what's up with this woman? I want to see how she moves, mm. how she breathes, how she thinks, how does she eat her food, mm -hmm. and why is she moving while she's in the middle of the seat? Yeah. Why can't she stay still? What's she doing? What's going on there? <laughs> And then I notice, okay, you sniff a little. You got it. <laughs> that thing causes this reaction, and that's why you act like that. So yeah. I started looking deeply into, into the like the behavior, the yeah. behavior patterns, and the nuances of just a human being, and 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 how they move, and it became fascinating to me. That's fucking dope. Yeah. So I understand as an actress, it could be like sometimes when you, okay, cool, I have this one woman show. Now it took me this long to write it. Now I'm finally writing it and workshopping it. How do I find the right person to help me tell this story? Um, how did how did you two come to meet? So we have a mutual friend, Kawana, uh -huh. who I had a web series with called Young and Reckless that we did, I don't know, four or five years ago. Mm -hmm. And we needed an actress. So actually, one of the funniest stories is like, I, 
some crazy description of this character was like <clears throat> overweight, middle-aged yeah. woman with an attitude because mm -hmm. she doesn't have time to be at work. So whatever, it was crazy. So Shauna comes in for an audition and because I'm like, every actor has to audition. And Shauna comes in thinking she's playing not that character, but the young girl in the script. Yeah. And I'm like, no, 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 you're playing the other one. And she was like, well, that's not me. <laughs> and I was like, I know, just ignore it. And then that's how it started. And then she was in that and she was amazing. And then she invited me to the very final night of her first performance of The Closet Bitch. And her father was there, Olga was there, her mom was there, Tosh was there, her teacher wow. was there. And I was like, what is this courage? Like, I don't know. I just, I was yeah. like, wow. I was fascinated. And then I was like, who directed this thing? And she was like, I did it all myself. Wow. And I was like, uh, whoa. And then she asked me to direct it sometime after that. And then, you know, we've been rolling since. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. I know that Um, I, I just from like, you know, we follow each other's paths from meeting each other maybe 10 years ago. And one of the main things that I saw you say was the significance of being relentless with the way that you pursue your, your art, with the way that you pursue your craft or whatever it is that you're pursuing, the significance of being relentless. Can you elaborate on how that like that thought pattern became like a catalyst for you? Absolutely. I think I think it, it, it can for some people take time. For me, it took time to develop that. And hopefully I answer this appropriately or I'm, I'm, I'm answering exactly what you're asking me to answer. Mm -hmm. But as an actor, I, I don't know about every actor, but I, as well as hundreds, thousands of other actors are automatically putting themselves in a beggar's seat. Mm. Just automatically pick me, choose me. I'm good enough, right? Uh, something comes over you when you walk in an audition room and it, it has happened to me and I see it happen to other actors where it's almost like you can't be yourself. And when you walk out, you feel like yourself and you're like, why the fuck did I, how come I just, how come I didn't do anything which I, what I planned mm -hmm. when I was at home? <clears throat> what happened to me? What happened to you is that you put everybody in that room here mm -hmm. and you put yourself down here. And every time you are around anybody in the industry, you put yourself in an inferior position and put everyone else in a superior position and doing the morning pages and constantly hearing no's constantly mm -hmm. uh made me say because this is this is this wasn't me i had started my own business i was doing real estate i bartend like a i used to bartend like a beast mm -hmm. i controlled my world so how come in this world i felt like i didn't control shit hmm. i was just like yeah yeah no no okay no yes yeah, no no, okay, no. Do they like me? No, I'm not good enough. I started telling myself I wasn't good enough. And I was like, yo, fuck that. No, I, I'm not going to allow their no's, which honestly, most of the time have nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. But we think they do because we're putting ourselves in the do you like me seat, the yeah. beggar seat. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to stop auditioning and I'm going to reset my mind and focus only on what I wrote on the show. And I'm going to rebuild my confidence and I'm going to put myself out there. It was so difficult for me to even rent a theater space and to ask people to come and see me because I was in a beggar seat for so long. Yeah. But then that first night, that opening night, I was like, I didn't, I didn't look for their approval. I walked on stage and I was like, now nah, y'all going to get this fucking work. Mm -hmm. Y'all are going to get this. This is my story. And I know it's not corny. It's great. This is me. 
I've checked it time and time again. This is this is some good shit. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is some good shit. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna give y'all all of me. I'm gonna be really me this time. Mm-hmm. And I did that, and I was like, oh, I get it. It's like, so what happened was I just had to decide this is what I want without checking in with anybody else, and say. Go get it. Make it happen. What do I want? Do I want a show? Okay, yes, I want a show. Do I want to make money from the show? Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. Now this is what I have to do to make money from the show. And I started teaching myself, I'm the shit. Yeah. And it's okay to say that. It's not conceited. That's not extra. It's true. Because who else is going to tell you? What are you waiting for? The casting director? The agent? Which they're amazing. And that shit changes every day. Changes, yes. Every day for circumstances that have nothing to do with you. And it's just like, you know, you are as an actor or even as a director you're only as good as the last job you yeah. worked on and if it's not recent it doesn't matter how good it was doesn't matter this doesn't matter that like are you on the hottest show right now <laughs> are you you know do you have a development deal are you signed to this agency you're not well fuck yeah. you you know what i mean like and it's heartbreaking but we need to keep finding empowering things that that you know, we need to empower ourselves with our own stories and what better vehicle to find than that. Yeah. So what what's next for um what's next for the closet bitch? Are you allowed you don't have to name names? I know that <laughs> <laughs> but I heard that there's some really good things going on. Mm-hmm. And um what what's next for the, the closet bitch? Well, um, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Well, we are, we have, we have a deal on the table. Okay. We're very excited about. We're moving forward with that deal. Yeah. And it's going to allow us to grow so much and put us in a, a much better position. Um, we were, I guess, how, is this fair to say? Look, I'm happy about this. I'm going to say this. We a lot, we recouped our money. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. a lot of people can say that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm very, very, very grateful and happy for that. Uh, we're very grateful where it's going to go. We can't say yet where it's going to land, but uh, it will be out in November Wait. on a different platform. Nice. So we're very excited about that. Uh, we also have uh, talks with other networks uh, for season two. Honestly, I, I really have to say, I have to take time out and say this. I don't know of any other actress that has as much range as she does. I really don't. Like, it's on some level of, uh, what's her face from Strangers with Candy? Amy Sedaris. Oh, Amy Sedaris. It reminds me of Amy Sedaris. Like, She's dope. And that's like high level, really high level, man. I, I really have to say that. Um, Thank you. What was it like working with uh, Ray Liotta on uh, Shades of Blue? That was probably my first encounter or not encounter, but my first acting experience with someone that I not only look up to, Mm -hmm. but I watched and said I would love to work with that person. And that's a movie. Like Goodfellas was a movie that I watched. I can't turn. You understand what I'm? That's a fucking movie, right? That 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 what what? (laughs) What? Hey, that I can't turn it off. 
when it comes on the, that's yeah. one of those movies when it's on I'm pretty sure TV. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to turn it off it, when it's, it's on your TV in New York it's it's New York state <laughs> law you cannot turn it off you can't turn it off it's legal yeah so uh but I think he's a genius and uh so what was it like working with him it's quiet mm. it's quiet I'm so used to being on set with other actors and this is no shade this is just how times are now where everyone is on their phone uh seeing what's going on on social media their agent calls talking to their boyfriend their girlfriend ray is in the corner on the sidelines whether it's outside or inside he's not afraid to be around people watching people mm. watching the dog he's breathing in the air he's he's living in the moment and he's super chill and he's very giving so in the scene that we did a super emotional scene we did in, in the bathroom on shades of blue I had to cry. Right? Mm -hmm. I had to be hella emotional. And I found my place. I found some sense memory work. And um, I, I knew exactly what I was doing. Just right? to give a little background for the viewers that don't know this scene. You're playing Karen, mm -hmm. right? And the conflict was that you were with a guy who was forcing you. Well, he was pretty much making your son into a drug mule, right? Yes. And you, you had the conflict of, am I going to go this route? And you know, be a snitch or am I going to, you know, I, at least if I, if I'm a snitch, I know that nothing's for certain. This dude could get out tomorrow and try to kill me and my son, or am I going to go the route of just keeping my mouth shut? And at least I know, you know, the cops can't really do nothing to me, but I, at least I know that, uh, you know, at least I won't die tomorrow. Right. Am, maybe. I, okay. Maybe not die tomorrow. Yeah. If he's paranoid or not. Yeah. I don't, we don't know. But now I know he doesn't give a fuck about me because of what he did to my son. Right. So uh, she chooses to talk mm -hmm. um, because she's trying to shut it all down. Right. Now she's being a full mama bear. Mm -hmm. And in this but in this moment, she hasn't decided that yet. She hasn't made the decision. And she's just focused on taking care of her son and. Yes, dying or her son dying. So it's super, super, super scary for her. And she's in the bathroom trying to pull it together. And I know exactly how to pull the emotion out. Mm -hmm. But the director said he didn't want it too emotional. He wanted the emotion. No, he said, I don't want it overly emotional. I want you to fight the tears. Okay. So I said, okay, got it. And then he said, I don't want them to come initially. I want them to come. <laughs> He's like, I want the tears to come while you're talking to Ray. And that could be a little difficult because you're ready, you're prepared before Ray walks in. And then when Ray walks in, they might go away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They could go away. At 43 seconds, <laughs> I want a tear to come from that right eye. When I want it, I want it. But not all the way down, right. just to the nose. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, but he was he he was fantastic though. He was a great director. Yeah. Uh, Felix, I forgot his last name. He was amazing. Um Ray saw I had a bit of a struggle mm -hmm. and slightly switched up the words that triggered exactly what the director wanted. Mm. And he did it for me. Because mm. he didn't have to do it. He didn't, he's fine. He's Ray Leota. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said. He the, the the words were whatever the words were, but what he said was, "You told me the other day that you wanted to be a good mom. 
Mm-hmm. And that had me. That wasn't in the script. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to be a so good he's mom. A, yeah, he's gifting. He's gifting. He's yeah. quiet. He's uh, he's 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 selfless. Mm-hmm. Uh, because him and J Lo, they were like key. You know, they're they're key. So they mm-hmm. don't have to do that. No. You know. Uh, so I appreciate him, and he taught me a lot. He taught me how to gift, no matter how big you get. Gift. Yes. This is a we thing. This is not just about me and my fame and my star time. This mm-hmm. is about making the story work. And making the show flow because there's a there's an audience out there that needs to see that needs to see what's going on. So yeah, it was dope. that's amazing. That that makes me feel all types of ways because of course you grow up watching Ray Liotta. He's a legend. Yeah, beyond legend, icon. Um, I wanted to talk about because I go through this myself. You you have a, a big job for a little while and everything is amazing. You have a big job for a while and everything is amazing and it seems like, you know, this could be the one to put you over. And then you don't have another job for a while and then for a while turns into the six months and then it becomes a little role here and then you're grateful for it. You trick yourself into being like, I'm so happy for this one day here. And then the same thing happens again. How how do we as artists keep ourselves going, inspired, and and stay on that road? Because for me, it's a tough one. You know what I mean? I'm in between certain things right now, but I'm working on creating my own path. But how do you guys do it? I can tell you right now, I am currently struggling between uh, directing and mm-hmm. bartending in my directing work comes and goes, yeah. um, but I have those same three shifts bartending. Yeah. Um, and I can tell you that place is inspiring because it is such shenanigans yeah. that I'm just getting material for my life all yeah, day, yeah, every yeah. day in there. As much as I hate going and being there and I'm salty about it because yeah. I need to be home editing or making calls or looking for a location, whatever I need to be doing, even meeting with Shauna for hours on the phone. Mm -hmm. I need to be doing that. And I'm thinking about that when I get there. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little like, why am I here? What am I doing? And Mm -hmm. then sometimes my coworkers can pull me out of that because I mean, they're funny, but also it's just like a crazy environment. And so I'm inspired to do more directing when I'm off, but also they're giving me such good material because they're such characters while I'm there that I'm like, oh, I got to write about this. Yeah, And I've been wanting to do it for a long time. And yeah, so, I mean, it it comes and goes and you can't really plan when you're going to be inspired, but I'm always inspired when I go to work. I'll I'll say that. Nice. For me, uh, I used to do the same thing. I used to bartend and act. And I'll tell you, the first time it happened when I was on Law & Order, I was so, I was on a high. I was on a natural high. And it's funny because right after we shot, I had a shift the next day and I had to go to work. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about about this life. Right. Mm -hmm. I have to do this. I have to pay my bills. Uh, And Law and Order was only for like two days. So that was a pill to swallow. That humble pie. I thought I, for some reason, was going to take off. I I didn't have anything else planned, but Mm -hmm. I thought it was I was going to take off. And that happened with everything I started booking. I would book, but I have to go back to bartending. Book and have to go back to bartending until I just couldn't do it anymore because I realized, mm-hmm. yes, I'm grateful for the money that I'm getting mm-hmm. because it's supporting my acting 100%. I paid for 
half of the closet bitch with bartending and acting gig uh, mm -hmm. money. But you have to go with a soul feels happy. And mm -hmm. for me, it was eating me so much that I decided, wait a minute, there's so many inspirational people here that say, if you don't want to do something, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. But then what do you do, right? What do you do? The answer is always inside of us. Yeah. Always. You might not be looking deep enough, but it's always there. And I was actually, I was actually speaking to my man one day and I was like, yo, I have this book idea. Mm. I have, I have this idea about helping actors, giving them the information that I wish I would have had when I first started out. Because I've been in this game for almost 15 years and I have hustled my ass off. Yes. And I know so many different roads and and twists and turns to give people the easy route. Just a little bit easy. None of it's easy. Or but some just, insight. Just some insight yeah, and yeah, yeah. a better route. And I'm telling you, if you do one and then you add one and then you'll get to two. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I was talking about it and he said, okay, just write it then. And I was like, yeah. Okay, but I've never written a book, you know? <laughs> never done that. Uh, but also, I feed myself a lot of inspiration from like YouTube. I listen to Gary Vaynerchuk and yeah, Lisa yeah, yeah. Nichols and Jim Rohn, and I feed myself all this inspiration. And then I get I get pumped up like a boxer, and I'm like, mm -hmm. you know what? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna go write it. So uh, he forced me to sit down in Starbucks and write the book until it was done. And then I was like, well, there it is. There it is. Yeah. That this is this is how I can make some money while also helping and inspiring people. What better way to help somebody? I mean, what better way to to make money than to help somebody and inspire it's them? It's a great man right there. Yeah. Yeah. High five, even though you're on your phone. <laughs> 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 but, now we, um, we all need somebody like when you have an idea, it's easy. Inspiration's free, right? Inspiration's yeah. free. It's so easy to have an idea. Like, I got this idea, it's crazy. Everybody knows somebody that's naturally talented. You got an idea. It's great. You have an idea one day, then it's like, what happened to that fucking idea? Right. No, you he know? like held my hand and was like, right. That's great. And I that's said, great. okay, cool. But the answer to your question, you said, how how do you how do you stay inspired? Is that how do you keep going as a creative when you know that you just came off of booking a huge job mm -hmm. and then you gotta get back to the real world? How do you stay how do you stay inspired? How do you stay motivated? Yeah. How do you stay inspired? How do you stay motivated? I noticed that and let me know, both of you guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know. When you're grateful, I wake up every morning and I say mm -hmm. 10 things I'm grateful for, right? Sometimes I write and I purge and I take the action of, oh, this should be a sketch. Oh, this should be a great idea. And I actually write it down. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, you open a portal inside of you because you're putting out goodness. You open this portal. This might sound cheesy, but then more greatness comes into you. More ideas pour in mm -hmm. because you put that gratitude out there and, and that gratefulness and and those wonderful ideas then that inspiration starts hitting you more and more and more and more and more and you're like oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i got shit i got loads of stories oh yeah you know <laughs> i don't know it, it just it i guess because i decided to look at the glass half full yeah that my glass is always full so i constantly i visualize all right i got the answer got it I just focus on what I want. 
Yeah. I just it. simply focus on what I want. That's it. For me, it's a really similar thing. I, 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 it's easy for me to get depressed. It's very, very easy for me to get depressed, like probably too easy. So the practice of gratitude has become such a priority for me in my life, because if I, if I even skip a day, people that know me and that are close to me, they'll be like, what the, what the fuck is wrong with you today? Like, you, you're all right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm fucking upset. Like, I'm, I'm annoyed because I forget how grateful I am for the little things. So I really, I, I, I cling to those things that are inspiring and I cling to those things that make me feel gratitude. So it's a really similar thing. What about for you? Um, I try to surround myself with people who are, who have interesting stories. I don't know if that's like um, something I'm conscious of when I'm meeting people or mm -hmm. letting people close to me in my, I, I mean, I have a friend that I just was with last night who was fired from work mm. and she just, she was just like really in a nasty mood and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, come, come with me to this event that I'm shooting for mm. Grey Goose. And then she's there and then I can tell she's really not feeling it. But then as we get drunker and then whatever, we pass out <laughs> at my apartment <laughs> and then wake up this morning, she's still there. And I'm like, you too. I'm just like trying to change the energy. And these FKA twigs videos just mm. popped up and I was like, oh, I gotta watch this. Let's just like watch it. And then we were hit with all this art mm -hmm. and then it completely changed the energy. And I was like, yeah, this is, this is, I like to wake up and, and be like, what can I be hit with right now and, mm -hmm. and be inspired, something creative. I just have to be, even if it's watching what's going on in the street and in, 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 out of my window, I'm like kind of groggy, kind of hungover. That's funny. <laughs> this woman's cussing someone out. Let's watch for a while. <laughs> inspired, got mm -hmm. a whole new idea. So yeah, I'm trying to find an idea Mm -hmm. within these people or you know just be surrounded by ideas and and hit with art and insp inspiration so positive people too yeah yeah, yeah. you ever read the 48 laws of power no there's a law law number 10 beware of the unhappy and the unhealthy and he uses uh like the what is it he uses the metaphor for like going into a building and trying to save someone that's burning the burning building. I'm mm -hmm. telling the story terribly. <laughs> so you go into this building, right? That's burning and you you want to save them. Maybe you got a t-shirt that you could kind of mask your face so you don't get too much smoke inhalation. So you go, you save this person, you come out, you have the possibility of dying days later from smoke inhalation, uh, possibly smoke getting in your lungs or whatever. The, the, the point of the story is, is that if you surround yourself with people that are not positive or people that don't see light at the end of the tunnel or people that don't have inspiration, then you trying to save them sometimes is equivalent to going in and trying to save them from that burning house. Mm -hmm. Like you could die from negativity inhalation, you know, mm -hmm. um, yeah. how can we keep up with you before we go? Instagram. What's your Instagram? Way. And my website, my Instagram is the closet bitch. Got you. And Shauna A. Solomon, S H A N A S O L O M O N. Got you. And my website, same. And I'm uh, Young Shakespeare, no O, the black way. Y U N G Shakespeare. Y U N G. Yay. Y U N G. Young, young <laughs> Shakespeare. Yeah, so that's my Instagram. And then I have a director page as well that's the direction of war, which are my initials, war. That's fucking dope. Yeah. I dig it. I dig it. Before we get out of here, do you have um, any advice for for young creatives that are out there and they're they're in the thick of it right now? They're they're at their survival job. They don't you know they don't see light at the end of the tunnel. They're 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 fighting. They're they're fighting the good fight right now. 
Yeah, definitely. Uh, that that job that you have, like I said, look at it as a blessing mm-hmm. because that same $20 you might take to put on a cocktail or put on a, a concert or buy, I don't know, hair weave with it, you put it towards your goal, put it towards your dream. Mm. Just take make a decision and use Google and figure out what can I do to put myself one step closer? Is it taking an acting class? Is it an improv class? Is it getting some new headshots? Uh, can you not afford that right now with this paycheck? Okay, we'll start saving up until you have that $600 to pay for that class or those headshots or that improv class or that commercial class or a trip to LA, whatever it is that you want to do. <clears throat> and be grateful every time you're busting those tables, pouring that drink, washing those dishes, taking that order, greeting those people, working your nine to five, whatever that is, and say, every second I'm here, I'm I'm making money towards that goal that I'm about to go achieve and get closer to my dream. Mm. And shameless plug, I write all about that in my book, <laughs> The Actor's Hustle. <laughs> Yes. But no, seriously, yeah, use that use that hustle job uh, as a blessing and don't look at it as it's a curse or a problem because it's helping you achieve your dreams. Gotcha. What about self? Try to um, try to find inspiration all around you, even if you think it's not there, it'll happen at some point. And be aware of the people in your life that are contributing to your goals mm-hmm. and the people who are taking away from. Shauna, for instance, um, had a camera, wasn't doing much with it. She lent it to me to shoot her. Mm-hmm. And a year later, I have two cameras, a bunch of microphones, and I'm obsessed with it. Mm. And I carry it every day. And I want to shoot people that I'm inspired by. So yeah, just be aware of the people that can add to your, that are that are adding to your goals. Great. Great. Guys, thank you guys so much for coming. This was great. Thank you for having me. Make sure you check out The Closet Bitch and whatever whatever moves these guys are talking about. And um, yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. That was just fun. Yeah. Cool.